بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعده ما بعده الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى has brought us into Ramadan may Allah accept everything that we do for him may Allah subhanahu wa give us the tawfiq to do more and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our love for him and for the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ramadan as we all know is a very special month a month in which the Quran is revealed a month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his rahmah in the first 10 days offers his maghfirah forgiveness in the second 10 days and delivers us and others from the fire of hell in the last 10 days Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah and his fadl is so huge that the prophet sallallahu cursed the person who finds himself in Ramadan and is not able to procure Allah's forgiveness meaning there is no excuse for any Muslim in the world not to be forgiven in the month of Ramadan you'd have to be a very uh, ungrateful wretched person in order not to receive Allah's Rahmah which comes at no expense it's free Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distributes his fadl for any reason and every reason this is how he is in this month where even the sleep of someone who's fasting in Ramadan is considered to be an ibadah so you can imagine what the ibadah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the doors of Jannah all the gates of Jannah are open and all the gates of hell are closed we know this from the Prophet Muhammad then the Prophet in turn took on the colors of his Lord and in this month the Sahaba say he was the most generous person he was always generous outside of Ramadan they say but in Ramadan he was even more generous so now when you take on the colors of the Prophet and you take on the colors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah says Sibghat Allah the coloring of Allah that human beings need to relate to the names and attributes of Allah so in this month of grace and rahmah in this month of eternal generosity and eternal blessings a Muslim must respond in kind and he must take on those colors of the Prophet in kindness and in generosity and also take on the colors of the Prophet in ibadah following the Rasul is what we do the definition of a Muslim 
is someone who believes whatever Muhammad brought and someone who does what Muhammad said we must do because he is our Rasul he is our link between us and Allah so a Muslim must incorporate and attach himself emotionally, intellectually, spiritually to the Prophet if he is to worship Allah no one can worship Allah without following the Prophet so likewise in Ramadan we must follow the model of the Prophet what did he do the most? it wasn't that he was doing charity and community service going out to feed people people came sadaqah was distributed but that was not the main function of the Prophet in Ramadan the main function of the Prophet in Ramadan was ibadah exclusively for Allah and especially in the last 10 days when itikaf he had no communication with people outside the masjid this is the sunnah when he said we want to do Islam we want to bring Islam into the community then Islam in the community can only be defined by the Prophet no one else no one has that authority to define Islam so the Prophet did this to show the ummah that they need to take a break from the community and focus solely on Allah divert their attention towards Allah become an abd of Allah, a servant of Allah we're not saying the other forms of goodness and kindness are not relevant we're just saying this is the focus so as in Salat you don't focus on the world when you're in Salat if you focus on the world when you're in Salat then your Salat obviously doesn't make too much sense Allah says to Musa establish Salat so that you remember me not that you remember the dunya we take our shoes off when we come to the masjid just as Musa took off his sandals when he went to Tur to show that we have no association with the dunya with the world when we come to the masjid that's the significance of removing our shoes for those of you who want to promote and represent Islam you should know this that the masjid is a place where you dedicate your focus only to the worship of Allah and you don't bring the dunya inside the masjid Allah says about Jum'ah when the adhan is called, rush towards the dhikr of Allah and leave your business leave your business where it belongs, outside the masjid outside of salat, likewise in Ramadan if you are going to scream and shout and say follow the Quran and Sunnah then follow the Quran and Sunnah this is what he did he would spend 10 days in Atikaf devoted to exclusively the worship of Allah no communication with 
the rest of the ummah except in his dua which is where his barakah is so Muslims must appreciate that there is a spirit of Ramadan that comes with Ramadan that spirit is embodied in ibadah the recitation of the Quran the Quran is revealed in Ramadan means that Muslims reciprocate and in kindness and in turn they also recite the Quran so our focus in Ramadan must be recite the Quran as much as possible in Arabic which is what the Quran is not the translation you want to read the translation you can do it another time that's not called recitation that's not called qirat that's called reading the translation you may do so and oh kudos to you if you do so but that's not what I'm saying the ibadah is in rest, reciting the Quran whether you understand or not is an act of passion you've heard of people mashallah who fall in love with songs in a language they don't understand you know them you've heard of them people fall in love with songs Hindi songs we won't go any further than that but they don't know the language this is what happens when you have a passion it is what makes an appeal to your emotions so we have to fall in love with the Quran as if it is the only song we want to sing and this mentioned in hadith whoever doesn't make the Quran music to his ears is not from us I'm paraphrasing so that we understand what the Prophet is saying so whether we understand it or not, it doesn't matter it's the emotional attachment that this is Allah's word and I have this immense ability to recite Allah's words on my tongue without any difficulty <coughs> and you know how much difficulty the Prophet went through to receive this Quran subhanAllah he would perspire if he received wahi the camel would have to sit on the floor and you know how much of a burden a camel can take huge amount but wahi and the Quran it was a physical burden so when we're reciting the Quran we're reciting the Quran simply because we love the Quran it's passion it's driven by romance it's driven by our affiliation with Allah that this Allah's words Allah has given me the tawfiq to recite Surah Fatiha you teach your children Surah Fatiha very early on and see how easy it is for them subhanAllah 
So Muslims, first of all, those who say that you should read the Quran translation never do so anyway. It will be a lip service attachment They'll pick up the Quran once a month And they'll read one passage And say I'm reading the Quran translation I don't want to read this if I don't understand it Which is absolute nonsense The Quran is not about that The Quran is about falling in love With Allah This is my song This is Allah's song Which he will recite to us in Jannah This is what he's going to do for us when we're in Jannah, inshallah. He's going to recite the Quran and the people of Jannah will forget everything in Jannah. And they'll be glued and fixed to the recitation of Allah. That's what needs to happen to the Ummah. This very superficial, impassionate attachment to saying that we need to understand the Quran. Yes, you do. Alhamdulillah, I run an institution that teaches you exactly this, how to understand the Qur'an. It's a seven-year course, if anyone's interested. We do need to understand the Qur'an academically, intellectually. There's no doubt in that. That's how we survive as a civilization. But this is personal. <coughs> Unless you have a personal attachment to the melody, to the tune, to the words, to the lyrics, to the art, to the beauty of the Arabic language. You are not a Muslim, the Prophet said. Read it because you love him. Read his work. When you have a favorite author, then you read that author. If you have a favorite poet, you'll read the poet. If you have a favorite musician, you'll listen to the musician. It doesn't matter what it is. Not everybody in the world, when they listen to songs, understands the musical composition behind the tune. Very few people. But they still listen to it, even though they don't understand the dynamics behind it. Why? Because there's a passion there. So the Ummah needs to develop an individual passion. As an ind I don't mean a community, I mean an individual. Everybody must individually love to recite the Quran. That is the spirit of Ramadan. <coughs> Whatever you can recite, but do more in Ramadan because this is what the Prophet did. In Ramadan, the Prophet would recite the Quran to none other than Jibreel. You want to follow the Quran Sunnah? Follow the Quran Sunnah. Don't shout about it. Do it. <coughs> and he would have Zayd bin Thabit, a Sahabi, who was his scribe, listen to him reciting with Jibreel also. So there was an angel and there was a human being with him listening to his recitation. This is the sunnah. This is the spirit of Ramadan. <coughs> Along with reciting the Quran in forms of ibadah we have what we call taraweeh or qiyamul layl, whatever you call it. My dear brothers and sisters, 
the idea in Ramadan is to increase your ibadah and do more, not less. That's the spirit of Ramadan. So when you're doing Qiyamul Layl, you should do more, not less. This is how the Prophet was. Follow the Prophet He did more ibadah in Ramadan, not less. It's the only time in the year that he would force his wives to wake up and do their tahajjud. Otherwise he would never bother them. Aisha will be sleeping. He will be doing his tahajjud. This is found in our sunan, in our hadith, in the sunnah. We find that Aisha will be sleeping and the Prophet will be praying. He never bothered to disturb her. Wake up because he knows nothing. In Ramadan, he made sure everybody woke up. This is the spirit of Ramadan. This is what our Prophet did. I don't know what Muslims here in America do, but I'm telling you what the Prophet did. Then you engage in dua. At the time of iftar, but instead of worrying about what's on the menu, Worry about the dua that's going to be accepted when you break your fast. The Sahaba would gather their people in the homes, in their own homes, their family members, and they would make a dua before they broke fast. Why? Because the Prophet said, This is a time when your duas are accepted. Allah is announcing. That at 8.04, 8.05 today, I'm going to open up the whole universe to the Ummah. And what does the Ummah do? It worries about the menu. The only thing on our mind is food. We talk about it, we discuss it, we discuss it before iftar, we discuss it during iftar, we discuss it after iftar. Food! Totally antithetical to the idea of fasting. Well, you're not supposed to talk about food anyway. This is what the Ummah does. What the Prophet ﷺ did and what the Sahaba did is very different. We need to amend our ways so that we receive the nur, the barakah, the fadl of Allah that comes down from the heavens and it's free. All you have to do is a change of mindset. Change your mindset. The next five minutes before I break fast, I'm going to engage in dhikr, not worry about my food. It's coming anyway. That's obviously if you compare us to those who don't have food. Maybe you might want to spare a thought about those who don't have the luxury of naqrir. The luxury of whining about food at the time of iftar. Those who don't have a single date, and there are many of them in the world, trust me. Spare a thought for those people, and instead of thinking about the food that's coming, it's coming anyway. Think about those people, make dua for them. Allah makes it easy for them. Make dua for yourselves that you receive Jannah. This is the time. 
At the time of suhoor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the gates of the heavens every day in Ramadan, outside of Ramadan. In Ramadan is even more intensified. So the mindset of a Nabi, of a Rasul in Ramadan is totally focused, engaged, not in community service, but in dua, in dhikr, in ibadah. If Muslims want to follow Islam, then they should follow Islam, follow the Prophet at least in their mindset, at least in their attitude, at least in their behavior, show Allah that we are willing to increase our ibadah for you in this month of Ramadan so that we may benefit from his glory, from his majesty, from his generosity, from everything that he is willing to give us. After everything is said and done, Allah forgives for no reason. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have rahmah upon us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deliver us from the, 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 uh, the place of hell. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and preserve us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our du'as and ibadah. Ameen ya rabbal alameen.